From TubeCityOnline.com, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a weekly series of interviews with people making news around the McKeesport area. Produced by Tube City Community Media Incorporated, a nonprofit corporation. I'm Jason Toger, the executive director. On this show, we talk one-on-one with elected officials, community leaders, and others who are trying to make a difference in the Monyoc area. And we also take your questions and comments on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. Three out of four Americans uh, regard themselves as Christians. About one in four regard themselves as Roman Catholic. And yet there is what uh, sociologists are calling a changing religious identity. The people's identities are shifting. Many people now calling themselves spiritual but not religious. Many other people who uh, are not going to church regularly, even though they may culturally culturally? Is, is that even a word? Identify as a Catholic or a Christian. Our guest today is coming to McKeesport to lead a three-day mission at Corpus Christi Parish on Versailles Avenue in McKeesport. He is a speaker, author, and radio host. He's John Leonetti. He's uh, written three books, Mission of the Family, Your God is Too Boring, and The Art of Getting Over Yourself and Why You'll Be Happier When You Do. Uh, John, good morning and uh, welcome to the program today. Well, thanks for having me. So uh, tell us, first of all, uh, what days are you going to be in McKeesport? Uh, so it'll be uh, mission beginning uh, 5, 6, and 7. Um, okay. And, or excuse me, June 4th, 5th, and 6th. June 4th, 5th, and 6th. Uh, yep, in the evening. So each evening, it's right around the mission. It'll be about an hour and 10 minutes each evening, and uh, we'll have a lot of fun. What is a mission? Because I have a feeling that if, if you were Protestant, I'd be calling this a revival. Uh, what, what, is, what is a mission in this context? Because it's something that um, even Roman Catholics might not be familiar with the, the term. Yeah, it's a traditional term in the life of the Church. Um, it, it, traditionally, it was uh, parish missions were given by priests and religious. Uh, only really within the last, i got to say, 30 years, we've seen uh, lay men and women go out and do missions like this. Uh, but basically, it's a, a retreat for busy people. You know, we obviously are people working in the world with busy lives, and uh, we don't get a lot of time uh, in the secular world, or in our lives, and our marriages. We're busy with you know, very important things to be able to get away and to retreat and to get back to what's most important. Uh, and for us, it's, that's our relationship with Christ Jesus. Now, if somebody wants to go, do they need to come all three nights to, to Corpus Christi, or could they just come one night? Will it still make sense if they only come one night? Oh, of course, you can come one night. You know, I, I kind of have arranged it where each night builds off of the other, but okay. I make sure every night to be able to catch people up. And, you know, that's for the people that go every night because we need to hear it. You know, they say you only uh, remember an average of three homilies over the course of your life, which tells <laughs> us just how important repeating uh, this message really is. But, you know, of course, if you can only come one or two nights, that's fine as well. Uh, John Leonetti is our guest for the half hour this morning. He's an author, speaker, and radio host. He uh, is going to lead a three-day mission at Corpus Christi Church in McKeesport, June 4th, 5th, and 6th. Uh, I believe that begins at 6.30 each night. Is that familiar to you? Uh, yes. Okay, and you fly all over the country doing these. I how many do you? Canada. How, I just actually got back from Canada the other day. Um, so yeah. How how many of these do you do in a year? I do about thirty missions a year. Okay, okay, and uh, tell me uh, who invited you to to come to our area to speak? Yeah, yeah. Sure. The way it normally works is I I just get a phone call from the either the priest or. Uh, from the uh, person, uh, you know, the, the people that are working there, and they extend the invitation. Of course, if it works, it works. We get it on the calendar, and there it go. Uh, if you want more information, by the way, 412-672-0765 is the number over there at Corpus Christi on Versailles Avenue, if you'd like to come and see uh, John Leonetti. So tell us about 
your background. Are you a native of Iowa? I know you're on Iowa Catholic Radio. Sure. Yes, I was um, born and raised in Des Moines. I uh, was in the seminary for three and a half years, studying to be a priest, um, and did really what the Church calls discernment. Uh, discernment is a word I think a lot of times we as Catholics kind of throw out, and sometimes you really don't know what it means. Uh, it really means uh, simply discerning what it is or listening to what it is that God wants out of our lives. Uh, and, of course, the wisdom behind that is if God is who he says he is, then what he wants for our life is going to be infinitely better than what we want for our life. Mm-hmm. And if God is who he says he is, then what he wants for my life is going to make me infinitely happier. So what we do is discern, and that is, uh, you know, really, really kind of plug in, uh, obviously have a prayer life and develop a prayer life, an intimate relationship with the Lord. Discernment isn't done just individually. You have a spiritual director, someone to be able to walk with us in what's called interior form. Uh, and then, of course, we have formators for the external form of the people that are walking with us you know, in our studies and, uh, and and everything like that. So uh, I was plugged in there for three and a half years, and I came to understand uh, through a deep, prayerful discernment that the Lord was not calling me to be a priest. Oops. So I left and went back home to live with my parents. They were really excited. <laughs> and uh, okay. after that, uh, you know, I knew that God was calling me to do something like this. I just didn't know how. I thought it was going to be as a priest. Uh, but some things kind of came together, and a good priest friend of mine said, why don't you go out and start doing them as a layman? And so I did. There was a couple priests that invited me about 10 years ago, and uh, the rest was history. I didn't think I would ever—in fact, I, I was playing on being for the rest of my life. I wrote that in my first book, Mission of the Family, but— uh, afterwards, got a different plans. I met my wife in a coffee shop, and the rest is history. Let, let me, uh, John Leonetti is our guest this morning. He's on Facebook, he's on Twitter, he's got a website at johnleonetti.com, and he'll be in McKeesport June 4th, 5th, and 6th to speak at Corpus Christi Parish on uh, Versailles Avenue. He's leading a mission there. 412 is their number. Um, and of course, like I said, johnleonetti.com if you'd like more information about his books or his blog. Um, I I, kind of laughed and I said, you know, oops, that uh, after three years in the discernment process, you decided that you did not feel the call to be a priest. But is that not necessarily a bad thing if you decided this is this is not my call? I have a different call. The best thing that's ever happened in my life was that time in seminary. Uh, And there's, you know, numerous people. I have friends that certainly went into the seminary and uh, and came out um, not as as priests, decided they were going to get married. Um, Discernment. When, when you plug in like this in a seminary, and I, I'm a firm believer that most men that feel some sort of pull uh, in their life towards uh, maybe priesthood or as a talking to the priesthood in some sense should spend a little bit of time in seminary. But that time for me, uh, you can't help but come out a better guy. Uh, and, you know, when you're surrounded by people that you want to be in 20 and 30 years, people that are striving to live virtuous lives. And of mm-hmm. course, we're all going to fall down and we're all going to make a lot of mistakes along the way. But people that all have that one goal of heaven in mind, you just, you can't come, you can't come out. Uh, worse. It's just, it was a really beautiful time. There was a, a cultural thing, and I, I want to talk to you uh, later on in this half hour about vocations, because that, I know that is something not just in the Roman Catholic Church, but also in the mainline Protestant churches, uh, there is concern that, that, that not enough people are going into vocations. But um, th- there was a time when that was the dream, I thought, of every uh, Catholic family, that, that one of their sons, or maybe more than one of their sons, uh, would go into the priesthood, or, or one, of the, one of the daughters would, would go into uh, a, a convent and become a nun. Your, your parents were okay with you deciding at the end of that process that that was not your call? No, my mom cried when I told her I was going to go into the seminary because she didn't want me to be a priest, and she cried when I left because she wanted me to be a priest. 
you know. So, you know, my dad was 100% supportive, but I come from the John Paul II generation, which means I converted my parents. My parents were very Catholic, excuse me, but it was kind of nominally Catholic. They, um, you know, they took us to Mass every Sunday, but Mom was told by a priest that if we made it before the first reading, it still counted. So we made it right before the first reading. Uh, you know, Dad would kind of tuck himself into the back pew and quote-unquote rest his eyes, and Mom would argue with my sister the whole time. And and I did. I just started asking at a young age why, and that's a very, I think, dangerous question in the life of the church because you know a lot of people ask what, but why is a very different question. And you're starting to see this, especially amongst young people today, when it comes to the, the church's teachings or what it is that we believe as Christians, is is why. And I think what we have to do as people that are in the church is give good explanations of why we believe this. Not what, but why. I mean, I think if you were to go out, and I'm Catholic, so this is just kind of, you know, for me, I'll use an example, but if we were to go out and, say, on some hot-button issues, ask people what the Catholic Church believes, I think most people would be able to, you know, articulate what the Church believes, or at least where uh, surface level receives. But most, what we found, is we'd not be able to articulate why, and that's what we have to do, I think, today as uh, uh, as Christians, is really get down get dirty, and figure out how it is that we can start to explain this to the rest of Let's Let's pause right there. We have a, a break to take. When we come back, let's pick it up there, and let's also pick up this idea of, of what a deacon friend of mine calls um, sort of being culturally Christian, but as you put it, really not you know knowing what it is, but not necessarily why it is. And let's also talk about uh, people who, for whatever reason, have felt driven away from churches, Okay. Sounds good to me. Uh, John Leonetti is uh, a speaker, author, and radio host. He's the author of three books about uh, being Catholic and about what that has meant in his spiritual and personal life. Mission of the Family, Your God is Too Boring, and The Art of Getting Over Yourself. He'll be leading a three-day mission at Corpus Christi Church in McKeesport. That's on Versailles Avenue. It's coming up June 4th, 5th, and 6th, 412 for more information. They are located there, uh, 2515 uh, Versailles Avenue. Uh, you can also find them on Facebook. You can find John Leonetti on Facebook and Twitter. And you can find us on Radio 81 WEDO, 1550 and 101.1 WZUM, the Pittsburgh Jazz Channel, Internet Radio, WMCK.FM, and TubeCityOnline.com. We'll be right back. You're listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes. Support comes from the readers of TubeCityOnline.com and the Tube City Almanac. And we thank them for their support. If you'd like to contribute, please visit our website, call us at 412-614-9659, or email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com. Welcome back. Our guest this morning is John Leonetti. He's a speaker, author, and radio host. He writes and speaks about Roman Catholicism and about uh, his life and, and what being in the church has meant to him. He'll be coming to McKeesport to speak at Corpus Christi Parish uh, on Versailles Avenue, uh, June 4th, 5th, and 6th, 412-672-0765. He is leading, actually, he's speaking, he's leading a mission, uh, as, as John explained to us a few minutes ago. When we took the break, you, you told a story about, um, you, you said a parish priest had told your, your, your mom that as long as uh, the family got there before the first reading, uh, it still counted as, as mass. I, is that like if as long as you get seven innings in, it still counts as a legal ball game? I had never heard that one before. <laughs> I had never, actually. And, uh, no, I, I, I told you, I kind of come from that generation of uh, the John Paul II generation where I fell in love with the Lord uh, early, and I kind of brought him back home to my parents. My parents now, I mean, just 
Uh, I love our Lord, and, and uh, my dad, you know, is a daily mass communicant as well. So it's just, it was a, a, we kind of all came into it together eventually, even though we were Catholic and kind of did the, you know, the jump through the right hoops. It's different when you really fall in love with the Lord, and uh, that's something that is really gradually taking place in my family. I, I have a friend, uh, Fish Fries, and I don't know what it's like in, in Des Moines, but here in Pittsburgh, which is heavily Catholic in the Pittsburgh area, Fish Fries um, are probably more popular. I hear more people talking about them now than I did when I was in uh, Catholic grade school 35 years ago. Oh, my gosh. Um, it, it, you know, there's actually a couple of websites here in Pittsburgh rank the best, you know, church and, and fired volunteer fire department fish fries on Fridays in Lent. Um, but I have a friend of mine who's a, who's a deacon actually in a, in a Protestant church who says, you know, he doesn't know if people, you know, the, the, the fish fry attendance is not doesn't seem to him to be translating into Sunday church attendance or Ash Wednesday attendance or going to church on Good Friday. Um, so it's a lot of people who seems like are culturally interested in religion, but aren't really, you know, it's, it's what, what are they missing? It's, it's sort of the same thing that I see in these surveys where people say they are spiritual, but not religious. What does that mean to you? Uh, what I think is killing Christianity in the West is comfort. Okay. Uh, you know, fish fries aren't going to bring people back to the church. What makes the church grow is, uh, as we've seen, is, you know, people that are willing to literally lay down their life. Uh, Tertullian said in the second century that, uh, the, um, the, seed, uh, excuse me, that, uh, where, where martyrdom is, the, the church grows. You know, when, when we see people that are willing to lay down their life and we see great persecutions in, in the church and in the world today, um, we don't see that, especially here. Now, we don't certainly want to advocate for that. But I was going to say, yeah, what, yeah. Yeah, but you see what takes place when the Church is persecuted. People are willing to rise up. But what happens on the opposite is when we get comfortable, uh, in a lot of ways, secularism sets in and it replaces God. So I, I think, you know, we can look to that courage and the heroic courage and the love, and it's what gets me out of bed and want to go every day, is looking where uh, people are rising up and having an incredible response. Uh, how has talking about your Catholicism uh, changed, and, and, and how long have you been doing the radio ho the radio show and, and writing books? Well, when I left the seminary at the local Catholic radio station, and I said, I'd, I'd love to come on. I want to do something. I want to help you guys out. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, despite people saying radio's dying, it, it just isn't the case. And, and, you know, of course, there's different avenues and, and uh, places people are going for uh, information, but radio is still there, and I don't think it's going in the way anytime soon. And I wanted to be a part of that, especially at least for for my Catholic faith. So I I called them up and I said I'd love to I'd love to do something, maybe a show, or just contribute somehow. And uh, he said, "Come on in." I took a catechism, I took a Bible. Uh, catechism is just kind of a compendium of the Catholic Church's teachings. Okay. I took the Bible, of course, the Word of God. And I went in front of a microphone, and he said, let's see what you can do. And so I sat down and uh, basically just started talking, and he said, you're hired. He said, great. He said, that sounds good. I said, yeah, how much do I get paid? He said, absolutely nothing. So, uh, you know, for years, <laughs> I just kind of volunteered and had fun, and certainly wasn't expecting any payment. But it was a lot of fun. It's taught me so much, as I'm sure it has you. 
uh, just in general, but it's um, it's been a good time. It, it sounds like local radio to me. How much does it pay? Nothing. Uh, John Leonetti <laughs> is on the phone with us. He is a speaker, author, and radio host uh, for Iowa Catholic Radio. He'll be uh, doing a mission, three-day mission, uh, in the Mon Valley at Corpus Christi uh, Catholic Church on Versailles Avenue in McKeesport. That's June 4th, 5th, and 6th. Well, I was going to ask, um, how has it changed since uh, Francis uh, became Pope? Because he has embraced electronic media, uh, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, in a way that um, reminds me almost of uh, Bishop Fulton Sheen embracing television back in the 1950s. Like, he's 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 almost a millennial in, in the way he uses digital media. Has that changed how you talk to people? Like, are they more familiar with what you're talking about? Well, I, you know, I... No, I don't really think so. Okay. I, you know, I mean, I, I love our Holy Father, mm-hmm. but Francis is, is incredible, and I, I listen to most of his uh, daily homilies on the Vatican website and read them if I miss them. Um, but yeah, I think people enjoy, I mean, just with the rise of social media, certainly people are, you know, kind of reading a little bit more maybe than what they ever have, but I'm really excited to see that Pope Francis has really uh, uh, taken that under his belt and, and run with it. I mean, his Twitter handle is fun to be able to watch every day and you know, learn a lot from it. So it's good to see. Uh, but just, you know, in general, with communications that is growing so quickly, uh, I think it would have been a mistake if he didn't jump on board as fast as he did. What, um, let's, let's skip back here a little bit, because one of the things that uh, for, for Catholics in the Diocese of, of Pittsburgh and in the Diocese of uh, Greensburg, uh, just down the road a piece, um, there is a declining number of uh, people going into vocations. Um, I believe I've, I've seen statistics that, that um, a majority of, of priests, and I might be totally off base here, in the Diocese of Pittsburgh, for instance, are going to be ready to retire very soon. Um, some of them who are still uh, parish priests are already uh, at retirement age, and we're looking at, a, at another round of, of church consolidations here. W- why is it that you think that uh, these vocations to the priesthood or to a convent are, are not calling out to people as they once did? Yeah, and let me be uh, clear on this. I mean, in the West, we are experiencing the quote-unquote vocation crisis. I, I wouldn't say the vocation crisis is necessarily actually with the priesthood. I'd say it's probably more with marriage. Okay. Uh, but we, that's another uh, topic. But, in you know, in, in many places around the world, especially in Asia, the church is growing incredibly. And I think we need to, you know, listen, respect, and, and certainly hear what it is that they're doing. I think one of the big issues that we're facing in our culture today that I think, I don't think uh, most can argue with uh, this being a direct result of a decline in vocations to priesthood and religious life is the breaking, uh, the breakdown of the family. Uh, now more than ever, uh, you know, parents and grandparents, and this is why I concentrated my first book on mission of the family, are struggling. Uh, and in many different ways, and we start to see this, um, the rise of technology, families that are, aren't even, you know, are too busy even to sit down for dinner together to be able to cultivate that relationship that they have. And I think when that happens, it isolates people, and uh, I think it has had a direct result on vocations. That's why uh, it's so important. And Mother Teresa said this uh, when she won the Nobel Peace Prize in 1982. She, you know, they said, Mother, how can we create peace in the world? She said, go home and love your family. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, people aren't born priests. Uh, they're born children of a mom and dad. And so if we can kind of bring that faith back into the families and teach our kids from a young age uh, to discern what it is that God wants for their lives, and I think a lot of times we're asking them the wrong question. What do you want to do with your life? It's the wrong question. We're going to get the wrong answer 100% of the time if we ask wrong questions. I don't care what I want to do. I want to know what God wants me to do, because that's my mission. That's my purpose. That's where I'm going to find fulfillment. That's where I'm going to find my happiness. And not just big questions, but the little ones, too. So 
got to start the family. We've got to reclaim the family in our world today. And I think we'll start to see vocations coming back here in the West. Let's, uh, we have a, our, our second break to take. Uh, and then we have just a few more minutes uh, with John Leonetti. He's a speaker, author, and radio host. Uh, he's the author of Mission on the Family, Your God is Too Boring, and The Art of Getting Over Yourself and Why You'll Be Happier When You Do. You can find him on Facebook and Twitter at John Leonetti. And you can also see him in person when he uh, leads a three-day mission at Corpus Christi uh, Catholic Church on Versailles Avenue in McKeesport, June 4th, 5th, and 6th. John, when we come back, let's talk about... Um, your books and uh, the responses to your books. And uh, let's also talk about what does the the mission that you're going to be leading in McKeesport in the Mon Valley, what does that say? Can, can, can non-Catholics attend, I guess, is my question, okay? Sure. Okay. okay. Let's come back here in 30 seconds to wrap things up on Radio 81 WEDO. 1550 at 101.1 WZUM, the Pittsburgh Jazz Channel. Internet Radio, WMCK.FM, and TubeCityOnline.com. We'll be right back to wrap things up. You're listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a production of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. You know, we're looking for help in getting this show on the air and for help with other projects. If you're interested in the McKeesport area and you'd like to host a program or write articles for the website, call us at 412-614-9659 or email tubecitytiger at gmail.com. Welcome back. Our guest for a final few minutes is author, speaker, and radio host John Leonetti. Uh, he is based in Iowa, where he uh, does a daily broadcast on Iowa Catholic Radio, and he's a nationally known Catholic speaker who will be uh, leading a three-day mission at Corpus Christi Church in McKeesport, June 4th, 5th, and 6th. John, when we took the break, um, I asked you uh, about your books. You talked about uh, your first book, Mission of the Family. What do you mean when you say, your God is too boring? Uh, what I mean by that is, I think this is the great trick of the devil, is to get us worshiping everything that's less than us. And when we worship everything that's less than us, eventually we just get bored with it and leave the conversation. Uh, you know, in the Bible, right there in Genesis, we're told that we are the highest, the greatest of God's creation. And we know that because Adam is given the authority to name everything else, uh, which tells us there's only one greater, and that's our Lord. Uh, the trick of the devil is to get us worshiping all the things that are less than us. Uh, and I think that's what happens. And, and as I said before, when that does take place in our lives, we eventually just get bored with it. Why? Because there's always more of what's less than us. And when we just constantly seek after what's more, we're going to find that we're never going to find what's enough. Uh, there's always more square footage. There's always more money. There's always a bigger and better promotion. And for so much of us, what we do is end up spending our life in that rat race, constantly trying to chase that down. It's, it's why self-help uh, book, the genre of self-help, sells two to three times faster than any other genre of book, <laughs> because there's always more steps to a better you. But with God, as St. Teresa of Avila said, God is enough, and, and God is enough for every single living human being on the face of the earth. That there is no more in God. What we do is we find our complete fulfillment. And so what I say is we're going to turn that back around and now worship in right order again what it is that God is calling us to. So there are people out there right now uh, in in our listening area who are probably rolling their eyes and they're saying, "Oh, come on! What what does this you know? Give me a break! This guy believes in a a literal devil who's uh, manipulating us." Well, look, Jesus is either uh, telling the truth or he's the greatest liar to ever walk the planet. Uh, you know, it can't be okay. two ways. He's yeah. spoken to the devil numerous times. So if Jesus, you know, it, you can tell me, I mean, Jesus I, you know, one of my close friends is an atheist. He doesn't believe in God at all. He thinks Jesus is the greatest liar to ever walk the planet. I respect that. 
I can dialogue with that and have a conversation. What I, what I don't respect is people that kind of sit on the fence on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, indifferentism doesn't make any sense to me. So if people are rolling their eyes at it, this guy believes in the devil, this guy believes in God, fine. I mean, you know, I'd love to have a conversation with it, but really there's no two ways about it. It's a philosophical law of non-contradiction. I can't be John Lee and not John Lee at the same time. Jesus is either Lord of all or he's not Lord at all. There is literally no other explanation. Truth is not relative. I can't be, like I said, you know, John one moment, not John the next. So, and if he is God, which I do believe, and I'm, you know, I'm all in on it, I'll stake my life on it, then everything he said is true. He talked about the devil, he talked about hell, he talked about mercy, he talked about his love. Um, so I'm, I believe Jesus. Uh, so one thing that I hear coming through with you, and it's it's a shame that just about the time we get rolling, uh, it's about the time we have to. As Carol Burnett said, we have to say goodbye. Um, John Leonetti is our guest for for a few more minutes. He's an author, uh, radio host, and a speaker who uh, travels around the country leading missions in Catholic churches, also in and in Canada as well. Um, has Having those kinds of arguments, has that made your faith stronger? Because something I often hear from my friends in evangelical churches is, well, we have to keep the secular world out. I don't want to engage because I might get confused. But it sounds like you having those arguments makes your faith stronger. Well, of course, yeah. I mean, you know, you want to do so respect respectfully, and I certainly... Uh, most of my friends that have left the church, you know, I have great relationships with them and their families still... Um, but sure, it always does. You know, I mean, apologetics, the arguing the faith, and like I said, a good dialogue and uh, in a good, respectful way should, should shore anyone up. But they should also be open to listening too. You know, I mean, that's that's the first art of arguing is is to listen. Okay, and that's what I was just saying. Their experiences as well. Um, you know, I, I had an encounter with someone the other day where they kind of asked me what I did. I told them what I did, and they walked away and said, "Go share your God," rolling their eyes. Um, and, you know, I didn't know this person very well. It was just kind of a short conversation right away. I could have gotten angry at it, but instead I, I just simply sent a little prayer for her. I want to know what her story was. Uh, I yeah. guess I could have sat around and asked her what dated her to God. I would have been very interested to be able to ask her about it. But you know, we, we as Christians, we can't get angry. We have to be joyful. You know, if, if Christ Jesus is in our heart, and we know he is, uh, there's no other option for us but to go out and, and be ruthlessly merciful and loving and and stay with them. So yeah, that's that's me. So so when you're in McKeesport on June fourth, fifth, and sixth, and and you're at Corpus Christi uh, Catholic Church, if someone is Lutheran, Baptist, maybe not even Christian, um, what what would bring them to to hear your message? What what's your sales pitch for? You know, come on in and listen and participate at least. What's the what's give give us a sales pitch. Oh, listen, I'm Catholic, and I'm unapologetically Catholic, and so what you're going to get is certainly parts of it that are going to be pretty Catholic, but there's no other question about it, that this is something for everyone um, with it, that's a believer, and even a non-believer. You know, I mean, I, I have a lot of philosophy in my missions, but also certainly a lot of humor and deep spiritual inspiration, as well as different stories. All of us are on a different path. All of us are on a different journey. There's no question about it, and all of us have different life experiences. For no other reason, uh, if you disagree with everything that I say, come out. And, and have a conversation with me. Why afterwards? I'd love to learn from you and hear your story too. Uh, I'll be there, you know, for a few days. Even people that want to get together for lunch, I, I love doing that. Just kind of plug it into the different community and the different people and different viewpoints and, and talk about it. That's how we grow, you know, as a, as a faith as well. So you know where I come from. I want to get clear about it, and uh, I'm going to. The people are going to show up. We're going to really kind of get practical on the kind of the steps that we can take to shore up our faith even more uh, and to grow. And those are just things that I've seen work in other people's lives and my life as well. 
but we're certainly all a mess and we all need help. And uh, this is the this is the triage unit for us to be able to get there. So so even an atheist, even an agnostic who maybe just wants to sharpen their own arguments against your uh, against your argument, they're 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 welcome in the tent. Hey, why not? Uh, what's next for you? Uh, do you have another book coming out? Uh, uh, what and what is the best way for people to connect with you? I know you're active on Twitter and, and Facebook, for instance. Yeah, so I'm always writing. I got a, another book I'm working on right now, but you can go on my website, johnmaynetty.com, my Facebook page. I put different videos on there as well, and uh, uh, you can plug in. Uh, John Leonetti has been our guest. He will be in McKeesport to uh, lead a three-day mission uh, on the evenings of June 4th, 5th, and 6th at Corpus Christi Church. That's at 2515 for Sales Avenue in McKeesport. They are on Facebook. Uh, It's called the Surge of the Heart Parish Mission. I have not asked you uh, very quickly, what does that title mean, Surge of the Heart? Uh, It's from a, sure, it's from a quote from St. Therese of Lisieux, and she said, prayer is a surge of the heart, the raising of one's mind and heart to God. And that's that's really what we're going to uh, seek, is, is an intimate relationship with the Lord Jesus. And that starts each night at 6.30 at uh, Corpus Christi Church. You can find out more on their Facebook page, or you can give them a call at 412-672-0625. John, thank you so much for taking some time to talk with us this morning. Thanks for having me, man. And thank you all for listening today to Radio 81 WEDO, 1550 and 101.1 WZUM, the Pittsburgh Jazz Channel, Internet Radio, WMCK.FM, and TubeCityOnline.com. So long for now. You've been listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, copyright Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Opinions expressed on this program are not those of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Listener support makes this program possible. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible contribution, please visit our website at TubeCityOnline.com and click on the donate link. You can also get a free subscription to this program and other podcasts at our website using Apple's iTunes or Stitcher.com. If you've got a question or comment, we hope you'll write to us. Our address is Tube City Community Media Incorporated, P.O. Box 94, the Keysport PA, 15134. You can email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com or call us at area code 412-614-9659. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at TubeCityOnline. Online.